0: what is good everybody welcome back to another episode of the kevo band's hoops podcast man back at it again today hump day wednesday may 29th i hope all you guys are doing or having a very good and fantastic day and a very good night i'm um, gonna come at you guys really quickly and briefly with the top or shall i say the winners and the losers of the college basketballs next season due to the fact that their players either left for college or the players either returned for college. The deadline was today. Um it actually ends in about 20 minutes from now. So but every every kid has announced every uh student athlete has announced. So I got the list. And so I just want to do the biggest winners and losers. So let's start off with the losers first just to get out get that out the way. I say the biggest loser in this is Houston and I'm a big Kelvin Sampson fan. The Houston Cougars have a hell of a squad year in and year out. They lose a lot of talent this year, though, and they lose an, an unexpected player who I thought was going to come back to Houston. I didn't even know he put his name into the NBA draft, but he's his name is Armani Brooks. He was a killer form this year. He was a big piece, and, while, and, and the reason they almost upset Kentucky, and I believe they played him in the Elite 8 or the Sweet 16. Um, and he was gonna be a big piece for for Kelvin Sampson's cougar squad next year, but he decided to keep his name into the draft. Congrats to him though. And look, honestly, put it like this, for all the fan bases out there, if you're if you had a player that stayed in the draft that you thought wasn't good enough to be in the draft, or he's not projected to be high in the draft, don't knock them because this draft class is honestly not that strong. So a kid can really move up in the ranks during his preseason workouts or summer workouts, or whatever the case may be, this draft is not that strong at all. Outside of maybe the top 10, maybe not even that, anybody can make a case to get into the draft. It's not strong at all, trust me. So I don't blame any kid for going to the draft this season, honestly, because it's so, so, so much just, you know, not. it's just not that much talent. It's simple as that, it's really not that much talent. So you can really boost your stock, honestly. So like I said, I do not blame any kid for staying in the draft, though. With that being said, so I have Houston. I then have Tennessee. Tennessee, they're going to lose Jordan Bone, who was their starting point guard this entire season. He's a veteran point guard. It's not that big of a loss for uh, Tennessee because they're going to have a freshman point guard come in named Josiah James. But Jordan Bone was a crucial piece to Tennessee's, uh what they make it to, the uh Sweet 16 run, where they lost to Purdue, um, Jordan Bones, is just a veteran guard. I think he would have came back and been a if he would have came back, he would have been a senior. Um, so it, it just kind of sucks, but he's one of their all time great point guards. He is a very talented guard. Like I said, he might be one of those kids that can really boost his stock throughout these couple next uh, couple weeks. So he decided to keep his name in the draft. Cannot blame him. Then I have Minnesota, Richard Pitino and company. They already lost Isaiah Washington, who transferred out to Iona. Now they're gonna lose one of their most productive players in Amir Coffey. Amir Coffee is a talented dude. Obviously, I know a lot about Minnesota because I'm a Michigan State fan. They both play in the Big Ten. Minnesota is they don't really have a good team, but like Amir Coffey was a productive player for them. And I and I always knew he was a, a league type player because he's like I think he's like 6'5, 6'4 ish. shooting guard with the lefty. He's hard to guard, but you know, losing him, especially this season, if they would have lost him next season, I would have understood. Um, obviously I think he would have been a senior himself, but you know, as a junior, you know, it sucks because this, the team that they got coming back is really not that talented if you ask me, but you know, it is what it is. So you can't really blame him. Like I said, because the draft is not that strong. So Amir coffee, he should be a name to look out for. I think he's a little bit of a sleeper. He just got to add some weight and I think he'll be fine. Otherwise this all around game is very nice. Um, another loss, and this is, going to be my last loss, and then we'll talk about the winners out of the losers. Um, The losers, the last loser is Memphis, and before I go into this, yes, Memphis still does have the number one overall recruiting class in the class of 2019 with Boogie Ellis, James Wiseman, DJ Jeffries, Lester Quinones, uh, all those guys, but they're not going to be able to get Ray John Tucker. Ray John Tucker would have been a grad transfer at a University of Arkansas Little Rock, even though they said it was something going on with his grade, so he wasn't going to technically be able to graduate and play at Memphis anyway. So I think that's the real reason that he stayed in the draft. Um, but he's definitely good enough. He averaged 20 points at University of Arkansas Little Rock, productive as hell. Um, but if you know if he ever ended up playing for Memphis, he was gonna be a key player for them because a lot of Memphis fans right now they're living in the hype, but they're not living in the reality. And it's not a you know a knock on them because it's understandable to get a number one recruiting class. You got the the literally the Memphis man of Penny Hardaway running the show, but to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, which I'm sure they want to do in Memphis now with all the talent that they have you have to have some veteran guys. And Ray John Tucker was going to be a crucial, crucial piece because he already has four years under his belt. He played his first year at Florida Gulf Coast, and then he played the next three at University of Arkansas Little Rock. If he would have came and played at Memphis, I would have literally had them as an Elite Eight team, maybe even further than that. Now, I kind of got them maybe Sweet 16, possibly not even getting out the first weekend. But... I do have them winning the AAC now. At first, I did not have them winning the AAC, but with Houston losing Armani Brooks, I do now have them winning the AAC pretty, I won't say easily, but they should win it by a few games. So that's all the losers. Like I said, um, Houston, Tennessee, Minnesota, and Memphis, I feel like we're the biggest losers because all the players that they lost, they sort of needed for next year's teams, but it won't be that hard to replace them, but they still are losses in a sense. So the winners. We have a lot of winners. There's a lot of kids that return to school. Like I said the deadline is in a few it's in 15 minutes now. Um so the winners. Let's start off with the Pac-12 Oregon. Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard is a veteran point guard. He's going to be a senior coming back. Um he led them to a Pac-12 tournament championship, which was a hell of a run that I watched the entire way through. He's a veteran at point guard, experienced, knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to be a vital key part to Oregon's pro, uh, for Oregon's team next year because they're going to return a lot of guys. Um, other than Bo, Bo and Kenny Wooten, who they lost to, they're going to return a couple of guys. They're going to return Will, um, what's his name, Will Richardson. They're going to have a couple of good freshmen coming in with C.J. Walker. Oregon's going to be a definite underdog in the Pac-12, but they're going to make some noise. So I, that's Peyton Pritchard. He's a big time player for him. Very good veteran point guard for him. Um, and then we might as want well to stay out west. Gonzaga got Killian Tilly back. Now, this is this move is kind of interesting to me because Killian Tilly, honestly, with all his injuries, it's hard to say whether this was a good move for him to come back to school or a bad move. But since he is coming back to Gonzaga, that is a big time win for them because obviously the Bulldogs lost uh lost Josh Perkins and they lost um Roy Hachimura, and they're gonna lose Zach Norvell to the NBA drafts. Josh Perkins is just graduating. I don't know if he's in the NBA draft right now, but I'm pretty sure he is. But so the Bulldogs, they do have some good freshmen coming in. I will say that they got, um um what's his name? Drew Timmy out of Texas was a very good player. Um, and they got a couple other players. So Gonzaga is not going to be as good as they were this year. They're going to drop off just a tiny bit. But with the um, addition of Killian Tilly coming back to school, it's a good move for him. Hopefully he stays out of injury trouble because that was haunting him this entire season and most of his Gonzaga career. So the Bulldogs should be back on track to have another successful season. Then um, let's go down south, Florida. Florida gets sophomore point guard Andrew Nemhard back. He, I mean, he was a freshman this past season. Play, had a really good freshman year, to be honest with you. They won a game in the tournament. I believe they beat uh, Nevada in the first round. Andrew Nemhard is a very good point guard. He's like 6'5", point guard, um, can shoot it. Just a really good overall player. He's going to come back to Florida. Florida's going to have a really good team. They add a couple freshmen. They got a couple returners with Noah Locke, um, Keontae Johnson, um, a couple different other players. So Florida's going to be a team to definitely watch out for in the I mean in the um, SEC. Um, and Andrew Nembhard is going to be running the show. They're going to add Trey Mann and Scotty Lewis as freshmen. So yeah, I like Florida's team next year, especially in the SEC. Um, moving on, Mississippi State. Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I did not watch a lot of Mississippi State this season. I think I watched not even like 20 minutes of a full game of theirs. I probably watched 20 minutes of it. Um, But they get a big-time player who I've heard a lot about, and I need to watch more. He goes by the name of Reggie Perry. Um, Very talented player. He was one of the top players in his class. Um, I forget what grade he's going to be in. I remember him, but I forget what grade he's going to be in. But he is going to be a very good player for Mississippi State. Um, So watch out for them in the SEC And then um, one of my favorite players out of all these players, going into the Big East, my favorite player, one of my favorite players in the Big East is Quentin Gooden. He was their point guard this past season. Very, very good player for for Xavier. Um, Travis Steele and company are happy to have him back, believe me, because he was one of their most productive players on Xavier's roster this past season. Um, He definitely easily could have stayed in the draft. But I think it's smart for him to come back to Xavier, boost his stock a little bit in college, get the college scouts to come and watch your games a little bit more, get better. And he's going to be in the NBA soon. So that's Quentin Gooden. Remember his name. And then for LSU, we all know LSU has had the troubles off the court with Will Wade having all that stuff going on. But they do return some key players from their Sweet 16 run where they lost some of Spartans in the nation's capital. Um, They're going to return Javante Smart. Who was a five-star um player, freshman this past season. Um, Emmett Williams, who was a very big time power forward for them, good shot blocker, good rim runner, all around, just good player. Um, and then Skyler Mays. Skyler Mays is one of the most underrated players in the entire nation. He is, I don't like, he's just very underrated. People do not appreciate him. He's bouncy, he has underrated bounce. His jumper is kind of unorthodox, but it definitely goes in. He definitely knows how to use it. Um, he's a big-time player for them to come back. And then they're going to get Marlon Taylor. Um, Marlon Taylor's a pretty good big man form him too. Um, I was kind of skeptical about him going to the league because I don't think he was league-ready enough, so I'm glad he came back to school so he can definitely develop. So if he does want to make that jump, say, next year or the year after that, he'll have enough talent to do so. Um, I actually don't know what grade he's in, so I don't know if he'll have a year left or two, but that's Marlon Taylor. Um, next, going to the Big Ten. Ohio State's Caleb Wesson. Now, Caleb Wesson was Ohio State's leading scorer, I believe, this past season. He's a big man. He's about 6'8", 6'9". Post post player, can do really whatever in the post, big body. His only thing right now is he has to learn to stay out of foul trouble because he got into a lot of foul trouble this past season, and the Buckeyes really needed him on the court a lot because they don't really have that much, or they didn't really have that much bench production this past season, but they're going to return some Really good players. They're going to return Andre Wesson, Justin Arns, Dwayne Washington. I believe Kyle Young comes back. And then they're going to have some really good freshmen. DJ Carton, um, Alonzo Gaffney, um, EJ Liddell. The Buckeyes are going to be a really good team. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Ohio State next year. They're going to be a contender in the Big Ten for sure. I still think my Spartans will win it, but we're definitely going to have to keep keep an eye out for Ohio State. Um, So that's Caleb Wesson. That's a big-time move for them. Um, Going back to the Big East, we got Providence's Alpha Diallo. Alpha Diallo is a really good player. Um, He could have easily stayed in the NBA draft, but I guess he decided to come back and play with Ed Cooley in the Friars. I believe he'll have one year left. I believe he'll be a senior this next season. Um, He's just an all-around productive player. I believe he's 6'8", forward, can really do it all. He's definitely an NBA-type player, definitely an NBA prospect. Um, So he's going to bring a lot of good stuff back to Providence and Friartown. So be on the lookout for him. And then also one of my favorite players too, I believe he'll be a junior this upcoming season, is Texas A&M Savion Flag. I really, really like Savion Flag. He's going to come back. He's going to play for a new coach because Billy Kennedy is gone, but Buzz Williams is in. I think Buzz Williams is a better coach. I think he's going to get the best out of Savion Flag. I think Savion is going to come back, do this one more year, and then go to the league after next season because he's definitely an NBA type prospect. He's a shooting guard, I believe. Shooting guard slash small forward. Um from Texas. Savion Flag is a really good player. So watch out for him in the SEC for Texas AM. Um, he's definitely gonna be a big time player for them. Um and then going back to the uh yeah, no, they're in the AAC. Going back to the AAC, I think this is the best player to come back in the AC in the AAC, and he's definitely one of the best players in uh college that decided to come back to school, Cincinnati's Jeron Cumberland. If you don't know who Jerron Cumberland is, he should be, I believe he'll be a senior this upcoming season. Um even though Cincinnati lost their coach Buzz Williams, um I forgot their new head coach's name, but he was the former coach at Northern Kentucky. Um but Jerron Cumberland was one of the best players in the nation regardless of conference. Jeron Cumberland is an elite scorer, um all-around bucket getter. He's going to be a big-time player. I believe Cincinnati won the AAC tournament this past season. I believe they beat Houston in the championship game. Um, But Jerron Cumberland is definitely a big-time player. Cincinnati probably for sure needed him back, so he's going to be a very good player. He's already their leading scorer for like the past two seasons, I believe. So that's a big-time move for them. He'll definitely be NBA-ready by the end of next season. Um, And then going back to the Big Ten, Indiana got um, Devontae Green back. They got Justin Smith back. And they got Al Durham back. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Out of the three of these players, I think only one of them has any league potential. That might just be me hating because they beat us twice this year, my Spartans. But honestly, I think Justin Smith is an NBA prospect, for sure. Justin Smith is a very, very talented player. Al Durham and Devontae Green have some work to do. Um, So I'm glad that they came back to IU. Um, Indiana's going to lose Romeo Langford, who's definitely a league-type player. But they're gonna get a couple freshmen, um, most notably Trace Jackson-Davis, who's a five-star power forward. So the Hoosiers, you know, Archie Miller's getting them back on the right track. Are they Bob Knight's Hoosiers? No, but they're definitely gonna get back to their winning ways sooner than later. Um, even though Indiana fans sometimes get a little stingy, but um, yeah. So Indiana, they're gonna return those three: uh, Devontae Green, Justin Smith, who I really like. He's a very good player, and Al Durham. So. Those three will come back to the big 10 and definitely produce for the Hoosiers. Staying in the big Ten again um, is Anthony Cohen of Maryland or Anthony Cowan of Maryland excuse me. This is a good move. Um, Anthony Cowan is a very good player. He's one of the best point guards in the nation. Um, for the terps, they definitely needed him back because the terps were going to be young. Um, they, they were going they, they got some returners, mostly sophomores um, with Eric Ayala and a couple other players but they're going to lose Bruno Fernando, I believe, who was definitely league ready. They're going to return Justin Smith who was a freshman this past season. I can definitely see him progressing a lot um this next season. Um uh, Mark Turgeon's definitely going to have a really good team again. I like the Terps do. I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the in the Big 12, I mean in the Big 10, excuse me. Um probably, I think they'll be top 5 for sure. So, you know, Anthony Cowan coming back, experienced point guard, one of the best in the Big 10. Um even though Cassius killed him this year, but um. Yeah, Anthony is definitely gonna be good. He's definitely a really good player. He'll be coming back for his senior season, I believe. So that's a good move for the Terps. Maryland fans should definitely be happy about that one. And then one of the more surprising ones in the SEC that really caught me off guard, um, that I did not expect at all was EJ Montgomery. Um, and not I, it wasn't that I expected him to come back to school in the first place, it was that I didn't even know that he was going to enter his name into the draft because, I mean, yes, he definitely has the potential to be an NBA draft pick and in the lottery even so. But after this past season at Kentucky, it was clear and obvious that he needed to come back to Kentucky. He needed to get his reps in. He needed to, to get more comfortable in the college game. He needed to get stronger. And he's definitely going to be a, a big-time player for the Cats um in Lexington. He's probably going to start. I believe he'll start. Um he's he's a good shot blocker already. He's got to work on his mobility as of right now, but he's a leaper. He's strong as of right now. He just needs to put on a little bit more weight. Um good player. Can finish in the paint. Good floater. Lefty. 6'10, maybe 6'11ish. EJ Montgomery is a good player. I did not expect him to even enter his name into the draft, but like I said, man, I don't I don't get mad at any of these players for putting their name into the draft because his draft class is not that strong. So EJ Montgomery, honestly, if he would have stayed, he probably could have snuck up in like the late first round, probably early second round. So, you know, I guess it definitely was a smart decision for him to come back because it probably boosts his stock even though Kentucky's going to be loaded again next year. They're going to have Tyrese Maxey, um Khalil Whitney, Keon uh Keon Brooks, um Johnny Juzang, they're going to have returners in um, Ashton Hagens, um, Nick Richards. Um, and so that's just good for them. Even though they lost out on my guy Jamal Baker to Arizona, but it is what it is. So EJ Montgomery for Kentucky is definitely a good one. Um, and then probably one of the better players on this list, and my Spartans, it was actually announced today that my Michigan State Spartans will be playing against them in the Gavit games, um, is Miles Powell from Seton Hall. Seton Hall, I don't know who, I'm pretty sure, you know, Kevin Willard is a very good coach. Don't get it twisted, I like him. I don't really know what their recruiting class was looking like. So, you know, Miles Powell was easily one of the best scorers in the entire nation. I'd probably say he was top five in scoring, to be honest with you. He has a jumper that is Steph Curry range, if not farther. Um, He can hit any type of shot with against any type of defense. Um, he definitely could have stayed in the draft if he wanted to, cause he has the ability. I believe he's about 6'4", ish, maybe maybe smaller than that. But his jumper, his range is unlimited. So you know him coming back. Like I said, we're gonna, they're gonna play my Spartans, but you know that's gonna be a good game. But the 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 Pirates, they definitely needed him back. Seton Hall definitely needed him back because that means you know they went to the. I believe. Oh no, they actually lost in the first round this year in the NCAA tournament, but. With Miles Powell back, I think they'll make a pretty solid run in the tournament. Kevin Willard and the Pirates of Seton Hall and Seton Hall fans, y'all should definitely be happy about this one. Your best players coming back to school. Congrats to y'all. Um, next, um, under the radar player that you know a lot of people don't really show love because his school doesn't win a lot of games, but he is still a very good player and he's definitely an NBA prospect is Lamar Stevens. He goes to Penn State. Yes, the Nittany Lions are in the Big Ten. They don't win a lot of games. They're not really known as a basketball school. But Pat Chambers is building a pretty solid program up there. They play in one of the best conferences in America. So, yes, it is hard to get wins. But, like I said, they are building a pretty good squad. And with Lamar Stevens coming back to school, I would definitely watch out for the Nittany Lions. I won't say they're top five, but I think there's definitely a chance that they can be top ten. They should have a lot of returners coming back, even though they lost Razier Bolton, who was a very good point guard. They still have a couple good players out there um, for Penn State. So that's Penn State. And then next, an interesting situation brewing in Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas, to be exact, of the Jayhawks and Bill Self. They're going to get Devon Dotson back, and then they were going to get Quentin Grimes back, but Quentin Grimes announced that he was going to go back to school, but then he announced that he's going to transfer. So they're going to get their point guard back at least because... It was looking ugly for Kansas for a while because they don't have the strongest recruiting class that they usually have, even though they have a really good player in Tristan and Aruna. Um, They have some good returners coming back. They're going to have Yudoka uh, Azabuki coming back, who's one of the most dominant big men in all college basketball. Um, Word just came out that they're going to get Silvio D'Souza back, so that's good for them also. But they lost their backcourt, and they missed out on RJ Hampton, who's going to play overseas in New Zealand for the New Zealand Breakers of the NBL. So they lost him, and so their backcourt was very skeptical, and they're still kind of skeptical as right now, but at least they got their point guard back. They're going to need a shooting guard. Um, We're going to see how they do that. Maybe Marcus Garrett can get his jumper up. Um, I know they got that one dude. I can't uh, think of his name right now, but he was supposed to redshirt this past season, but I guess with some injuries happening, he actually ended up playing. Um, He has an African type of last name. I don't know why I can't think of it right now, but... He actually produced pretty good minutes for him, even though Kansas had a a bit of a down season. Um, Hopefully, they can try and get some shooting guards out there, Um, even though it's kind of late in the recruiting process. You never know, though. Somebody can end up reclassifying or something like that, Um, and that's what I think the case will be, honestly. I think they'll end up getting Kyrie Walker, maybe, just maybe. I still think he goes to Arkansas, but I think he is looking at Bill Suffolk and the Jayhawks. But for the Jayhawks, getting Devon Dotson is definitely... Getting him back is definitely good. He'll be a sophomore. He'll be more productive. He'll definitely have a little bit more leadership. He'll be a veteran technically. So that's good for him. And it's good for him that he realized that he's not just NBA ready yet, but with another year, he can definitely develop his game and take it to another level so that he can eventually end up being an NBA player. So congrats to him and Quentin Grimes, who won't be playing for the Jayhawks. He's gonna definitely be looking for his transfer options. Um, And we'll see where he ends up going because he's gonna be one of the top players on the market. So, that's Kansas. Um, then we have Louisville. Louisville was probably the biggest winners of today. Um, and they're going to return Jordan Noir, and they're going to return Steven Enoch. Um, both of those players were big-time players for the Cardinals this past season and Chris Mack. Um, they actually beat us early in the season, even though we were missing one of our key starters, but that's for another podcast. Um. They actually beat us. They beat North Carolina. Um, Louisville and Chris Mack definitely made a lot of noise this past season, and he's going to return a bunch of his players. He adds a grad transfer. He's going to add a lot of good freshmen in uh, Josh Nickelberry, Samuel Williamson, David Johnson, um, uh, Aiden Igion. I forgot how you say his last name. They got a very good recruiting class in the class of 2019. So you're going to get veterans in Jordan Noir and Stephen Enoch's back. That's big time for the Cardinals. They're going to be definitely easily a top three team in the um, ACC, probably right there with Duke. And they might end up being number one. Who knows? They are that talented. Louisville is going to be a threat once again. Um, And then let's go to the defending national champs um, in in Charlottesville, Virginia. Excuse me. They got one of their key players back. They're going to lose Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, and DeAndre Hunter to the draft, but um, they got, they got Mamadi Diakite back. Diakite was a big piece in their tournament run this year, obviously winning a championship. He is one of their best defenders. He is a four-man. He's working on his jump shot, which is key for him to get to the next level. And I did see a couple of videos of him practicing on it. It definitely looks a lot better. Um, he hit one of the biggest shots in Virginia basketball history. He had that floater um, to tie the game versus Purdue to send it to overtime where they ended up winning that game. Um and so Diakite is definitely going to be a good piece to get back to Virginia because they were going to be young. They were going to have a couple of good returners with Braxton Key, Kihei Clark, but they were going to have mostly freshmen come back in with Casey Marcel, um, Caden Shedrick, and a couple others. So and a, and a Juco transfer, so getting him back, he'll easily be back in the starting lineup. Um, Jay Huff will actually return for them too. So Virginia is going to be good again. I won't say they're going to be top three in the ACC, but i definitely say they'll easily be top five. So that's Virginia. And then lastly, but not least, and probably the most important player in all of college basketball right now is Kerry Blackshear Jr. Kerry Blackshear Jr. is a 6'10", 6'9", power forward who can do it all. He is from Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech actually lost their coach this past season um, or a couple months, shall I say, in Buzz Williams who left for Texas A&M. Their new coach is former Wofford head coach, Mikey Young. Um, and so Kerry Blackshear is actually going to explore his transfer options. He easily could have stayed until the NBA draft, but I guess he decided to pull his name out. Um, he will be a grad transfer wherever he goes. Um, but I know the top schools that he was looking at were my Spartans, even though we have now officially ran out of scholarships, so we will not be able to get him anymore so he can cancel us out. Um, he, he was looking at Kentucky. I know Coach Calipari actually visited him. He was looking at Florida and Gainesville. Um, That's where he's from, the Orlando area, so I'm guessing he wants to stay home and play for a big-time school, but we'll see. And he was looking at Texas A&M because that's where his former coach, Buzz Williams, is at now. So I think those three schools have the best shots at landing him. Obviously, all the schools in the country are going to be looking for him because he's that good of a player. He's probably the best transfer on the market. So that's Kerry Blackshear Jr. Stay on the lookout for him. Um... I can't really say Virginia Tech's a winner, um, but Virginia Tech has a good chance of getting him back. So if they do, they're definitely winners. But whatever school gets this guy is definitely a winner. If Kentucky gets him, as loaded as they are, Kerry Blackshaw will be a hell of a player for him. Um, say if um, Florida gets him, Florida's going to be even better. Whoever, wherever he goes, he's going to be an immediate impact type player, and he's going to bring a lot of toughness, a lot of versatility, um, A lot of good things to whatever school he ends up going to. I think he'll end up playing for an SEC school, like I said, between Kentucky, Florida, or Texas A&M. Um, so we'll see, man. That's Kerry Blackshirt Jr. Like I said, we don't know what school he's headed to yet, so stay tuned for him. Um, very good player. And that's it, man. That's my biggest losers and winners. I know I kind of went on for a long time, almost 30 minutes now, but um, I just had to give you all that. With all the teams, um, and with the NBA dead NBA draft deadline, shall I say, happening, uh, just actually happened a couple minutes ago. So, man, with that being said, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, 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 and share, share, share. Please share if you like my podcast. Please share with your friends or anybody that you know that likes basketball. I promise you, it could be some type of help or. Le- or lesson or learning or educational to them. So I appreciate you guys for listening, man. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Y'all have a beautiful night. Y'all have a beautiful rest of your week. I will talk to y'all soon. Stay blessed, stay positive. Um, And yeah, man, one love and peace.